Welcome back to the Carmine Davis Show. I am your host, Carmine Davis. I, I love doing this. Uh, I really do feel like um, like fucking a radio host. I guess I am a podcast host, but this is cool. I love doing this. We're on our third episode. Um, thank you guys so much for taking to this so well. I love the reviews and the ratings and all the streams. I, I We are above average in streams and <laughs> I didn't have any idea what this would do when we're on our third episode and I'm really happy with it. Thank you guys for listening to me and, and letting me vent and being vulnerable with y'all. So, but without further ado, this is the new episode of the Carmine Davis Show. During the quarantine, I have been spending a lot of time talking to um, friends and family. Thank God. It doesn't even feel like I haven't seen anybody in over two months <laughs> because I've been FaceTiming, calling my mom and my best friends and have a really, really, really great support system. But um, something I've learned during this process is that a lot of my people are not screwed too tightly. <laughs> Isn't this quarantine like showing you who people kind of really are? Like a lot of people are panicked um, and they should be, but there are people panicked because they can't go get margaritas I'm one of them, but it's, <laughs> it's, you know, you, it goes to show you how um, mentally, I don't want to say challenged, but y'all know what I'm talking about. There are those particular people who are still going out and having parties. They can't stand the idea of just being away from everyone and isolation. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that whole house party in Chicago. My people, my people, my people, why? Why do y'all think this is a joke? Do y'all think millions of people are dying and it's like, ding, ding, like, but not you, you know? Like, I, I get we shouldn't live in fear, but I don't know if y'all saw that video in particular that I'm talking about. Okay, so this is um, Love B. Scott, lovebscott.com, whom I love, I love him. Um, and I only really trust him. And when it comes to like the blogs, I don't really, the shade room is cool, but you know, it's a little ratchet for me. I like B. Scott, but, um. Police site building owner for Wild Chicago House Party amid coronavirus lockdown. Adult son is to blame. Now these are my people. Before you, before you ask, these are my people. Um, Chicago House Party that streamed live. <laughs> Where they were live streaming this party that had hundreds of guests potentially spreading the coronavirus has resulted in fines for the building owner. TMZ confirms that the Chi-Town officials have hit the owner with fines and cited her for disorderly conduct, namely violating the state's stay-at-home orders. No fucking shit. Uh, these fees will be determined by the court at a later date. And a city alderman said that the owner's been put on notice. <laughs> Are you getting evicted for live streaming a corona party i'm putting the link if you haven't heard about this i'm putting the link in the description um you gotta see this i try not to put us out there in a negative light and by us you know i mean african americans um but this is ridiculous everybody's been showing their ass but i've never seen such um 
a, a gross amount of ignorance and um they live stream y'all should see these people they are body to body like they're in a club in an apartment now you know they got paid i think what happened was i think this is <laughs> That ain't what happened. I think what happened, this was a rent party. People were charging maybe $10 a head, 15 to maybe 20 to get up in this Corona party. And they were paying bills. Nobody was working. I get it from the, hey, I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I'm all about the loot. I get it. Making a dollar, making some sense. But it didn't make any sense. Now you got to spend all that money. And they probably were already on notice. They probably were. <laughs> that's what he meant. They were on notice. They were probably already uh, 30, 60 days late. Wow. Y'all should see this. Um, make sure you click the link. I can't even keep going. I've seen on, on my Instagram every single day, whether it be a flyer for coronavirus party or videos of maybe 10, 20 people in a house <laughs> taking shots like there's not a pandemic going on outside now i get it i have snuck out with my friend shout out to my girl lisa <laughs> we we had a little cook off a couple of weeks ago a little wind down really really quickly we snuck out i'm sorry it was just me and her we needed that we're social she's a virgo i'm a capricorn we needed each other but Immediately, I came home. Then we didn't go to anywhere except for her apartment and the grocery store and my house. That's it. But even that is dangerous. We were living wild. A hundred people body to body. And you live streamed it. You might as well just put a middle finger up to New York or every, every, every death, every sickness. All these people. We have millions of people sick in the, U in the U.S. alone. What the fuck do y'all look like? <laughs> I'm sorry. I... People are not wrapped too tight. You realize that everybody is dealing with this in different ways. But you, how did you get 100 people? to be body to body. Some of them in this photo, when you see it, are wearing masks. Maybe three of them. What, what, why? <laughs> Y'all are body to body in this bitch. Why are you wearing masks? You might as well just suck face, drink out the same bottle, chew on the same chicken wing, eat the same Rotel dip, split a, a meatball. You know they have meatballs. I don't know. I'm going to get off of them. The people in Chicago, y'all took an L on this one. I love Chicago. I have family in Chicago. A lot of good friends. And they live streamed it on Instagram. That's crazy. Do y'all like feel like <laughs> half of the world thinks this is all a hoax and the other world, half the world is in their <laughs> bomb shelter with stacks of toilet paper and paper towels and guns and ammo thinking that this is the end of the world. I'm like right in the middle. You know what I mean? Like I'm cautious, but I'm not about to go out in no area 
with a bunch of people. You know, Georgia has softened or now we're about to just open the floodgates. I might sneak to Los Rios up here. It's my favorite Mexican restaurant in the world. I love you. Shout out to Los Rios in coming Georgia. I might sneak out and come get a strawberry the 32 ounce, but I got to dip. I'm not sitting down. <laughs> I'm going to drink it standing up. The whole picture, they, they give you like this picture. Me and uh, my boo, we get thrown off of it when we used to go. My birthday, I was crossfaded and we were thrown. Thrown. Shout out to my friend Christina for showing me Los Rios. It's my favorite place. Um, but I might go up there and, and, and take a margarita or two to the face, get some chips and go home. <laughs> That's it. I can't see myself. I, it's crazy. Like you think you got an S on your chest. You, you're just special. You think that this happened to someone else. So it wouldn't happen to you. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I feel like it's an insult to the people who are in their beds sick and not knowing what's going to happen next to them. Or the people who have to bury their family members. Just to be going out and having hundreds, hundreds of people in a fucking house party. They Wait till y'all see this. If you haven't seen it, click the link in the description. Look at this video. This is some ratchet shit. It's, it's completely crazy. Even more crazy than those people. Do you know people are attacking nurses, <laughs> accosting nurses because <laughs> the stay home order. People who are helping them. These people turn right around and have to help you. They're getting attacked and and pick, you know, they're picketing in front of hospitals. People think this is a hoax. Shout out to the nurses. I actually told my friend that this will this probably be my last real touch on the coronavirus. I promised one of my nurses she wants to listen to something and she wants me to bring a sense of levity. So I will try to do that from here on out. No more. I try to keep away from the COVID-19 talk as much as possible. But I'll do what I can. But I think that is crazy. Y'all need y'all's ass whooped. Everybody at this party should be fine. <laughs> Everybody. You know they took off when the police came. You know they did. That's some crazy fucking shit. Let's talk about something else. I don't want to talk about this no more. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Okay. No more COVID-19 talk. I want to talk about Maxine Jones, Cindy Heron, Terry Ellis, Don Robinson, and Rana Bennett. If you don't know who the funky divas are, I'm talking about In Vogue. Now, what I do here in the middle segment, I'm a musician. I'm a singer, so music is my thing. And I want to talk about the group In Vogue, the funky divas. Beautiful, black, and intelligent, funky divas. Did you know all of their names? <laughs> I always talk about this. My favorite group, a female group. They are powerhouses. All four of them sing lead, which is something that you don't see in any of the other group. You can't compare them 
to any other female R&B group of all time. All of them can hold their own vocally. They sound and sound ethereal is the only word I could think about when they're together. Um, Foster and McElroy um, in 1989 put them together. He wanted a girl group that had like a certain amount of qualities. He wanted the girls to be beautiful, but not too beautiful, intelligent, but not nerds. Um, have a sense of history in the R&B world, knew the Supremes and uh, aware of the Clark sisters, the classics, but had their pulse on what's happening next. And, and at that time in 1989, hip hop was becoming prominent. So um, Thomas and McElroy went on a hunt to find an all-female group known as In Vogue. They were later known as In Vogue. And he chose Cindy Haran, who's my favorite. I feel like I'm a Cindy. He chose Maxine, who's the, um, you hear her the most on um, uh, Hold On and Never Gonna Get It, um, Dawn and Terry. Dawn, <laughs> I love Dawn, but she's like the Beyonce. She was, she was kind of looked at as the Beyonce of the group. She, to me, represented the now of the group. She had her post on what was going on. She was sexy. She, um, she was, I felt like they all had star power, but Dawn, everybody knew Dawn was gonna, she was the Beyonce before Beyonce was even thought of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she, they, everybody had their eye on Dawn. She was hip, she was young, she was the youngest, she was the sexiest to people. I think they were all beautiful, but Dawn was that girl. And Terry, I love Terry. Terry's that Texas girl. She was really, 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 really cool. And she had, to me, she has the, the biggest range out of all of them. But, you know, even with comparisons to like um, the Supremes or other uh, female groups, there was no lead singer in Vogue. Um, they considered everyone equal. That's what I loved about them. They be they would be able to throw the vocal ball to each other and every one of them be able to slam dunk it. There was no particular star of the group. They all were the stars. They all were the vocal po focal points. They all could sing. They could all dance equally. They were amazing. And to me, I don't understand why you don't know them like that. <laughs> which is a song by them. You don't know me like that, but of course you don't know that. So my question is why? They sold over 20 million records and counting. Hold on, hold on to your love. We all never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, 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 never get it. Come on. Even those songs alone, I feel like, should make you want to go back and give them a listen. I didn't really, and to be fair, let me let me pause. I didn't listen to Invoke until maybe two years ago, three years ago. But when I got into them, I got into them deep. Uh, these women, oh my God, they were like four goddesses. I had never seen four African-American women who, it was no competition. When you think of girl groups, you always think of a leader and the rest of the girls. There's always been that way. Who, When you think of a girl group, there's always this unspoken, like, who's going to be the lead? 
You got the pussycat dolls who just threw that all the way out. No question. It was Nicole. And I love, everybody knows I love PCD. And I love Nicole Scherzinger. But she was the pussycat dolls. Plain and simple. That's it. But there would be no pussycat dolls without the rest of the girls. Destiny's Child. We love Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce. But doom, 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 doom. We all know who was the leader, who was the star of the group. And to be, how can we discuss this? A lot of people will say that Destiny's Child is their favorite girl group, which I think gives a lot, tells more about people's age and lack of <laughs> musical knowledge because you can't have Destiny's Child without Invoke. They're literally made, Destiny's Child was made in Invoke's image. And if I, I'm Beehive, come on with it, but none of, none of Destiny's Child could fuck with the one of those girls in that group vocally. Not a single one of them. None of them. These girls were singers. All four of them could sing anything, everything. Their harmonies and their melodies were so intricate and so tight. So tight. And something that you've never heard before. Something almost like goddesses. Like they were sirens. And I think of, when I think of In Vogue, I think about um, Hercules the movie, what were those ladies' names? Oh, weren't they called the Muses? You know, and that's the gospel truth. Like, um, they were the Muses, right? When I think of the Muses, I think about In Vogue. They all, like, that's pretty much to me who they were. They're the Muses of R&B. The, the Mephers could sing anything. Listen to love you know, let go. Like, uh, that on that organized noise track, don't let go, love. God, them, what's it gonna be? Cause I can pretend. Don't you wanna be more than friends? Hold me tight and don't let go. Girl, please. I don't want to sing too much because I might get flagged. So <laughs> That background. Oh, my gosh. I could hear just that background, that melody and that harmony on that track. Dum, 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 dum. That was powerful. That was a performance. That was a vocal moment, a vocal my God, how come you don't know them? Why don't I know you? Why are we not talking about In Vogue? I feel like they need to be put in every Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. YouTube In Vogue and you'll see why. Watch their Grammy performance of Never Gonna Get It. They have multiple Grammy nominations. They've won like seven VMAs, all these Soul Train Awards, gotten so many Grammy nominations. They're still performing everywhere and I've yet to go see them. I'm a I'm on my soapbox, but I am a new fan. But to me, the question is why? Why didn't I know them? <laughs> why don't I know you? 
in vogue. They broke up. Of course, we all know about the the breakup. You know, they, Maxine and Dawn parted ways. But even their breakup reason, most girl groups break up over stupid shit. You know, whether it's you were sleeping with my the manager and we I want to be the lead vocalist and she was getting too many parts. These women broke up for legitimate reasons. Money. They weren't making any. Which brings me to another point. If you watch their video for their iconic, if you don't know any of those other songs I mentioned, you know Free Your Mind. And if you don't know it, come on. Listen to Free Your Mind. Listen to it. That song in the 90s and early 90s still relates to me today. Every word. That song changed my life. Free Your Mind and the rest will follow. Women sang. Because that's what divas did. There was no, it's not all about, and they were so fashion forward. Did you see the Free Your Mind video? Imagine they were an R&B group on their second record. Nowadays, nobody has a budget. Think back back then, they had no budget. Look how beautiful, beautiful they looked all the time. They were icons. They were style icons. They were black women and they were dressed to the nines. And the beautiful gowns, the sleek black capes and the boots and the, the fashion forward hair. You know, what did Destiny's Child have on the, their second album? They had cut out Tina Knowles, but these women are intelligent, smart, beautiful, and extremely talented. And we don't know them. There's, there's such a large piece of black culture and they don't get their just due and y'all know i i'm a beyonce fan but let's keep it real frank gatson that was his first group the one who created it all the visual and all that were aided in creating all the visual for beyonce started with in vogue <sighs> go right now and look on youtube and look at them performing never gonna get it at the grammys those beautiful sparkling dresses from what I heard, they were, aren't they in the somebody's Hall of Fame or something? The Black Music Hall of Fame, I believe. Those beautiful sequin dresses. They were fashion icons. Man. And they just seemed to not get their just due. I don't, <laughs> listening to them and watching them and seeing their impact and seeing what they brought, the people, a sense of class. In every performance, sex appeal, talent, they brought every house down. And I don't know. My favorite invoke performance would have, I don't have one. I would have to be probably, I loved their older performances i love all their performances of um you don't have to worry that's one of my favorite songs on born to sing which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year born to sing is one of my favorite albums of all time funky divas is too if you haven't heard it all the way through go listen to both of those if you have let's go listen to it again And the women broke up. Now they're um, 
It's Cindy, Terry, and Rona, who I love. Rona Bennett. I love her too. Vocal beast. She literally <laughs> filled in right where those two women left off. Like she can sing. Them women can sing and they're beautiful and they make beautiful songs. Their Electric Cafe album, Deja Vu. That's my, I want to get married and I want that to be our first dance. Deja Vu on the Electric Cafe album. It's beautiful. Deja Vu. I love and Rocket. I'm not going to sing it, but Rocket, you have to go. That video was beautiful. They just released it. A beautiful video. It just shows you that these women are timeless. They make great music. And we don't know them. It It's like, I don't know. Why don't you know the women of Invoke? People can, I, I hear you right now. They're not relevant. How are they not relevant? When every group after after them has cited them as their major influence, it's clear. And if they're not relevant, watch one video of them performing and they will be relevant again. Women, there hasn't been a group in the 2000s that I could fuck with in Vogue. None of them. I love Fifth Harmony. They're not seen in Vogue. <laughs> None of these girls are seen in Vogue. Whether it's the style, let's take the talent out of it. Style, intelligence, impact. Just being able to go up there and perform and keep your clothes on and rock the house. They were rock stars. Why don't I know them? I listen to Invoke so much. Spotify sent me a notification that I'm in the top 1% of Invoke listeners. I listen to them all day, every day. They're my, some of my biggest influences. And now they're celebrating their 30th anniversary of Born to Sing, their debut album that dropped in 89. Oh, it had to be 90 because it's their 30th anniversary. <laughs> I am no, no Weinstein. It's crazy. I love Invoke. So go listen, stream Invoke. We need to, we need to honor them. Take care of Invoke. Give them their roses. Please, these women are beautiful. They're still beautiful. I was in there live the other day. They had a live because they were with some journalists. Um, and I was just commenting, going in, fangirling out. I love In Vogue. And they were, of course, they saw it and they were like, you know, you are a major fan. And I was like, oh my God, I am. <laughs> I love In Vogue. I want to see them go stream Born to Sing and listen to In Vogue and give them a chance. They were, um, they're amazing. YouTube them. Don't even, don't listen to them. YouTube them. Watch them perform. These women are forces to be reckoned with. Invoke the Funky Divas. Okay. So, for the last segment, we always talk about love. I love love. Love and friendship. Friendship. I think that they are, as I have gotten older, I think that they are both the same thing. I think they're just lines that you cross that makes them different, different colors. But it's all gold. Love and friendship. They're both romantic, which is why I named my album all Friendship is Romantic. Anywho. 
during this segment, we usually talk about love and friendships and relationships. And I ran across this article in the Wall Street Journal. And I want to ask you a question. Is love a mental disorder? I talk to my friend about this all the time. And when you think about all the things that you do when you're in love or the signs that you're in love, are they not almost the exact same things as the signs that you might be suffering from a mental disorder? And according to the Wall Street Journal, they're actually closer than you think. The article is going to be, of course, in the reference in the description. But recent studies of brain scans show that being in love causes changes in the brain that are strikingly similar to serious health problems like drug addiction and obsessive compulsive disorder. Are you shocked? I'm not. You ever been in love and you, so you thought, and you just have to have them? You showing up to where they at? They don't text you back. You show up to their job. Where the fuck you been? <laughs> you gotta have that loving. You gotta, you gotta fuck them. You gotta make love to them. You gotta have every ev- and everybody around you needs to follow suit. Now everybody around, everybody around you, include and yourself, you're moving mountains for this particular person who may or may not do the same for you. I don't know. Is that you're going to a place that's unsafe? I have a friend who is in deep with this guy so knee deep in this guy to the point he's been accused of something horrid and she's still holding him down he has done horrible stuff i mean sharing all her information all of her prescriptions all of her um, pictures that nobody wants to see on her facebook page where her friends and her family and her co-workers are are scrolling minding their business eating their fucking rotel dip and now they see my friend's coochie i love that word coochie side note are you getting covid coochie are you getting covid cock are you fucking around during a quarantine are you letting people get in that's a good question i don't i haven't i've only well yeah. <laughs> once i've had one one little slip up, but in those two months, and I usually, I can't go that long. So, and that's, this is someone who I'm with, I am dating, so I don't feel that bad. But as I've gotten older, it's like, is it worth the aggravation? Think about how far and what you've done for love, giving him your money, giving her um, access to so much of your heart, not opening up your chest and Giving in that person, seeing all your flesh and your rawness. That's a lot. It's unsafe for someone. And no, no, I don't care who you are. None of us are in the mental space to open up our bodies and give someone something so vulnerable and watching them either mistreat it, abuse it, take it and run. Nobody is. <laughs> Nobody is putting yourself in that situation does that make you crazy I I think I've grown and I I would say that I am in love and I know the difference now of crazy love that 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 Brian McKnight crazy love and real grown love and it's giving without expecting anything in return I guess sharing something with people and being okay that they they're either mentally not ready to meet you there or they don't see you that way. But it's okay. 
that's when you know you really love somebody. You don't wish, you don't have to pop up on them. You call them. Sure, you, you, you fight with them and you call them back respectfully. You put the ball in their court. Let them know that you're not holding grudges. You, you do take the high road. It's nothing for you to take the high road. You keep giving them a million chances because you want to see life with them. You're okay with them. You understand them. You understand their mental capabilities and you trust them. When you, when someone shows you, like Maya Angelou always says, or she used to, rest in peace Maya, but when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I think the mental part comes in when you, people show you who they are and you don't believe them. This person shows that they don't mean you any well, but you believe them. You keep giving them your rawest, all your money to the point where you have nothing for yourself and they have it all. I think that's where the mental part comes from and the fact that they would ask you to do so with no intent to give you any of it back that's the mental part to me you love someone who's not ready to be loved and being patient with them but you see that they do love you they just don't know how so you're patient with them I love someone who has probably never, who's never been in a relationship, never been with anybody, probably never really received unconditional love. So my expectations of this person is very low. I find myself kind of sometimes in a standstill, you know, with that person, but they are growing. And I always have to take my emotions and my feelings and my pride. I'm very prideful. I'm a Capricorn. You do not not respond to me. If I call you, you answer. I've never been in a relationship where <laughs> my ego, I can't deal with it. You drop what you're doing. If I call you, you answer. If I want it, you get it. That's how I've always thought love. Like that's how you prove that you love me. But now that I am older, you know, I'm not that old. I'm still 20 something. So I don't know exactly what love is, um, but I'm getting closer to the truth. And I believe that love is patience. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. I'm no Bible thumping. If you don't know, that was a Bible verse. I believe it's, I don't remember. It's first, it's not Psalms. First Corinthians something. Thir 13, eight to two. Let me, 13. I was, oh, I was almost right. I was almost right. Look at me. That daily vacation Bible school is working mom. If you're listening I hope not. The daily vacation Bible school used to make us go to that I used to sneak out with my brothers. Oh, I hated going to daily vacation Bible school. <laughs> not because we, me and my brother were, not just because we were evil, but because we wanted to be at home. <laughs> we used to sneak out. Our church was down the street. Side note, our church was down the street from our house. Me and my brother would just dip. <laughs> we, my mom expected us to be there until like three o'clock. We were at home maybe an hour or two after she left. She dropped us off down the street. We used to dip. But anyway, it was 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And I believe that. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a Bible thumper. 
I don't believe you should be either. I can understand people have different views and I accept all walks of life. All walks of life. Love everybody. I do believe that we all can agree that's what real love is. And if you don't have that, you might just have a mental disorder. You're a love crackhead. You're a love sick. If love... If y'all are fighting every day and it's ugly, y'all are going low on each other, maybe physically fighting, you're giving everything and getting nothing in return, or they're giving, you're receiving. I've been in both situations. I didn't love that motherfucker. <laughs> he was somebody to help me <laughs> buy something. <laughs> and vice versa, I've, I've tricked, been tricked. That wasn't love, baby. And if you are in a situation and it feels like if that person does not make you want to be a better person, if you don't look at that person and just smile, if you feel anger, if you feel any kind of aggravation, that person stirs up something, you, it's a, you're a crack. You're a crack. You're on love crack. If that person brings you peace, even when y'all disagree, y'all can fight, fight, fight. Don't get me wrong. I believe in fighting. I believe in confrontation. If you know me, I do not shy away from confrontation. It's one of my, I'm a, I feel like I, it's one of the best things I do. <laughs> I'm a confrontation artist. Let's have it out. Let's talk it out. What's up? But it's how, when, where. If that person is bringing confrontation up at your job, that person is embarrassing you. If your mama don't like them, that's a tall tale sign. If your friends don't like them, that person is not treating you well. Period. That's it. You can't see it because love is blind. It, Eve and Faith were not lying. If you don't know that one, if you don't catch that reference, this this podcast is not for you. And if you want to know the reference, love is blind, Eve, Faith Evans, Google it. But if it's not that, if <laughs> it's not that, <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? And I believe I'm in love for the first time. And I believe it's kind of scary. Even if that person is not returned, it's that kind of love, like, I love you. I don't think I would be right here I have, if it wasn't for that particular person who I love. Now, with me doing this, this push that person makes me want to be a better person. Makes me look at the sky and see that how beautiful and blue it is and how blessed I am. So even if that's not love, I don't think we're mentally on, on love crack. You know, my friend is. <laughs> My friend is on love crack. She's a crackhead of love. Don't be a crackhead of love. Choose yourself. I think that's it. Okay. Last week, I told y'all about the Carmine Davis show for 20. Actually, I'm sponsoring my own podcast this week. Keeping all, keeping it live. I'm supposed to pick 24 winners. Four winners are winning the Carmine Davis autographed t-shirts and 20 will receive mugs. These cute autographed white mugs. Okay, for those people who don't know, these are the ground rules. One, you have to be in the U.S. You have to listen. You have to be currently listening to this show, this particular segment right here. You have to be tuned in because I'm not DMing anybody. <laughs> Nobody is over here. If you hear your name being called, you must DM us 
immediately your first and last name initial a mailing address that we can send it to and your size t-shirt so i am picking the names at random truly at random okay 24 names usernames that i'm called you hear your name you're a winner and you must contact us you have a week until episode four premieres after episode four you lost kid <laughs> it's the name of the game all right here we go okay i'm using this rezo website to shuffle all of y'all up all the followers of the carmine davis show so you have to be following the carmine davis show here we go okay the first four are the winners of the autograph t this is crazy i can't i can't read these names andrea casa franca flores Casey Spell, MD, Connie Carr. I know, I know some of these people. Oh my God, I can't believe y'all follow. These are people I know. Connie Carter, uh, Sweet underscore Chaco J. You four are the winners of the Carmine Davis autograph T. So you have to DM in the Carmine Davis show. Do not DM Carmine Davis. <laughs> DM the Carmine Davis show to get your T. We need your size, your name, and your first, your first name and your last initial and your address and your size these are the winners of the mug so it's 20 so bear with me and y'all have some really 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 weird names oh my god i know y'all thank y'all so much for your support I, I i know these people i appreciate that that's cool wixen underscore fixins kiss god the underscore miss freeman my milk in with three ends cookies rodrigo paquin tech chick sg max swain Vinci with a j underscore kid with two d's and bennett yoga um addy collins french daniel burnham one two three too high to fly too high fly two bright skin with two h's and two n's only one scar fox Two X's, E. Dot JPEG. Dot JPG. Uh, fabulous underscore Kari. I feel like I'm doing a horrible job. Lamage the God. I know Lamage. Shout out to Lamage. Uh, epitome of E. Uh, epitome of underscore E. Um, Miliano underscore eighteen ninety one underscore. Mother of Heidi Jersey. Oh nine. <laughs> Why do I feel like I butchered? Nobody's <laughs> gonna know who the fuck they are. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know. If you heard your name, DM the Carmine Davis Show, Carmine at Carmine Davis Show on Instagram. Um, if you were the first four, give us your first name and your last initial address and your t-shirt size. If you were the last twenty to be called, um, DM us your first name last initial and address so we can sing your mug and thank you guys so much for following and playing um, and thank you for listening to the carmine davis show episode three we have so many listeners i couldn't believe how successful we are and i'm thankful for all of y'all for streaming it sharing it um rating it um thank you spotify um for carrying it i Thank you guys so much for your support and um, I'll see y'all next week. Thank you.